0: To the Third Men podcast. That's right, we're back, folks. Another week, another dollar, another whatever the inverse of a dollar is. I'm your co-host Paul Kaminsky. I'm your other co-host James Kaminsky. And we have a stranger in our midst. (laughs) Actually, you're not a stranger. Help us, stranger. Help us. Help us, stranger. Uh, Luke, Luke Sinclair. Hello, hello. You're You're here. You're looking us over closely.
1: Help us, uh, acquaintance. That's it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Luke Sinclair has been a longtime friend and supporter of ours, and we are so happy that, Luke, you brought a wonderful idea to the show today, so you're gonna join us for the whole Ding Dang episode. We're just gonna go through the whole thing with you and... Do you want to describe, it's your idea for God's sake, do you want to describe what the uh, show is that we're going to be doing?
1: So it's a, uh, it'll be two hours of Kinky Corner where I, yeah, it'll be, I exhaustively go through their history.
0: (laughs) Exhausting is the key word. It's just really exhausting.
1: (laughs) It's in the minutia, absolute Mm -hmm. minutia of the, of Ray and Dave Davis's story. Is it Davis or Davies? It is Davis, so it's a Welsh name. Oh my name. god! Um, it's people say Davies all the time. I, the only reason I know is I looked up because I was curious. I was like, because I know the Welsh pronounce it Davis, and their parents were Welsh.
0: We won't hold that against them.
1: <laughs> Ray, I think Ray was on a radio show, and they asked him like, "Okay, no, no what is it? Is it Davies or Davis?" And he said, "It is Davis." Uh, wow, this
0: is a Michelle Michael Gondry snafu me and paul have have now Yeah, we got a real snafu we just mixed our vowels right up didn't we all right it's
1: i he'll cut you slack i'm sure thank you good thank Um, you ray and and dave
0: just so the listeners are aware that's a joke we're not doing that this
2: is not a kinky
0: (laughs) corner episode
1: yeah yeah sorry maybe edit something on a a disclaimer luke is about the joke um so it came from an episode uh, from a Beatles podcast I think we all listened to, right? Came on a dream you were on a flying yeah, flaming was, pie. Came in on a flaming pie. The podcast is something about the Beatles and what they do that on there is um, second guessing the Beatles and they went album by album and took album tracks off, put album tracks on and I think maybe in some cases rearranged the track listing. So I thought why not do that with some uh, White Stripes Paul, I believe you came up with the excellent title, Different Stripes.
0: Yeah, and I thought I was being original in that title until I was going in on my uh, the old iTunes today and making my playlists, and I found that Different Stripes is actually the name of the uh, lullaby version of the White Stripes records, I think.
1: Oh. oh, the Rockabye Baby?
0: Yeah. But anyway, I'll pretend to be original anyway. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It was all me. <laughs> I get it. I
1: yeah. it. We can do
0: a whole different strokes kind of uh motif instead and do strokes albums yeah oh yeah yeah Yeah. hey 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 let's change this over to a strokes podcast that's not (laughs) bad different strokes is fun so yeah we're gonna do that we're gonna go in and take a look at the self-titled white stripes album and we're also gonna look at get behind me satan and we are going to recut those albums with just our dream list of like hey this is how it could work you know i know i recut mine based on like what I prefer about those albums. So it was a fun exercise because it was really freeing to be like, you know, I don't really like that song. I'm going to cut it and I'm going to put this in that I enjoy. And so I made super cuts and we all made super cuts these records. And I think it's been it, this was fun. It was fun already. I mean, we haven't even talked about it, but it's been fun. So thank you, Luke.
1: You know, the criteria I use that I think we, I don't know if you guys use as well, but for myself, it was, Everything within an album promotion cycle. So the White Stripes album promotion cycle, self-titled, everything in it. The album and then the singles, Let's Shake Hands, Lafayette Blues, Big Three Kill My Baby. You know, everything that is in that 1998 to 99 time frame. And same with Get Behind Me, Satan. Everything coming out in 2005. But I also added stuff that we knew was around, right? So say for the self-titled, we knew they had an outtake of Little Red Book, right? Hmm. Or... Hmm songs we knew existed, like, you know, say for Icky Thump, you could put in over and over and over because we knew... Oh, yeah. We know from the photographs that that, they had tried it, right? That's right. So there is maybe an element of um, fantasy to it as well. Like, all right, they finished this song at the time.
0: There's an element of fantasy to it. There's an element of alternate history. In my universe, the Nazis had won World War II and Jack White is creating these albums in Nazi-occupied America. So now, I just want to say, Paul, you I just have. claimed your fantasy here. <laughs> <laughs> is that the
1: Nazis won World War II? <laughs> have you been watching Man of the High Castle? Is that is that where your brain's at?
3: You're just not thinking fourth dimensionally. Right, right. I have a real problem with
0: that. My approach might be very different or sparse compared to your guys, so I'm excited to hear what you uh, you both have to offer.
1: I think maybe we should preface as well saying we don't hate these albums – we don't wish these albums were like this in real life. You know, we don't hate these songs. I don't want to be turned into a turkey sandwich myself. Yeah, there no. you go. There That's is, what we were waiting for. There it is. You, you know us too well. <laughs> <No> problem. <laughs> so, yeah, before anybody jumps into the comments and starts, you know, tearing into us because we took off your favorite White Stripe song, it's okay. We still like the song.
0: No, I invite them to tear into me. <laughs>
1: You're like a rotisserie chicken just waiting for them to just rip you apart. More
0: like a rotisserie
1: turkey. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, somebody asked for the characters to be back. I'm not going to name anybody Shane Ben Jamsen, but the populace has, has spoken. They want characters. They want them now. Well, James, I'm happy you mentioned that because I've got a bit for you guys. You want a bit? I would yes. love a bit. We got a letter this morning. Oh, that's the bit. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, letters by the
2: thousands have been flooding postal facilities at the North Pole.
3: Well, hello there. Oh, I've got lots of letters today. I understand the post office receives thousands of these letters every year. I put them here on my desk.
0: Do you want to tell the people what we've got a letter this morning or whatever we call this segment is and why it is and all that? We basically have five bits that are about the same thing. So this is just one of those five. But uh, this is when somebody writes us a letter pertaining to our podcast and we just read it it's real nice special and we read it here on this podcast yeah well james you already kind of you both beat me to the punch on two different things i had ready for this show but one of them was <laughs> we got an email from shane ben jamsen and shane i just wanted to call out how sweet it was he he said hey I, I know you guys are trying to sound a little bit more professional but i miss the bits and let me tell you that meant a lot shane Because we miss the bits, too, but like we've explained, we love them so much they had to die. You know? (laughs) We love them so much we had to kill them. If you love something, you strangle it to death. It's true. (laughs) It's true. Um, (laughs) They were multiplying at a rate that we couldn't stop. And, uh, you know, if you came into our podcast home, you could see all of the different Ripley-Queen alien hybrids in tanks. Most of them shouting, kill me. Um, So there's a drunk Santa in a tank somewhere going, oh, 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 kill me. (laughs) (laughs) So we're sorry, Shane. We love them, but it's why they had to die. I have a special guest here we brought in who is a specialist in bit euthanasia. It's Mr. Carl Butterball. Carl. (laughs) Carl. 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 Carl, first of all, how are you? Terrible. And, and have you... How are you doing in the pandemic? I've heard you had to shut your factory down. The what? Then. Oh, that... Yeah, yeah, no, I've been ignoring that. I just, as far as I can tell, my meat packing plants have been fine. I don't really care, or oh, no. Um, <laughs> well, it's, it's because all your employees, I've heard, are, in fact, turkeys, and so... What's interesting about that to me is they're basically working in a, their own death factory because once they, become, once they become too old to complete their tasks, they're simply put through the murder machine. Oh, yes. No, the, the turkey ripper. Yes. No, when I, when I hear the delightful, terrified wobbles, the thing is, I asked. Some, once this pandemic whatever happened, I asked somebody. I said, is this a bird flu? And they said, no, and I said, thank God. And I (laughs) continued business as usual. Now, you did have to deal with that mad turkey disease outbreak back in 2007. It's still happening. those There's turkeys oh, are really? so angry. They're so... Oh, they're... Oh, they're just angry. It's they're like, angry. Emotional. No, they're very mad at me. They're mad. They tried to unionize, mad. but I tore that right down. Now, what part, <laughs> of, the, what part of the union contract uh, uh, talks about how they have to march into their own murder machine? <laughs> chapter two, but
1: it seems like it's in chapters, they need I think. to. They novelized it. You
0: see, <laughs> chapter two. So. <laughs> Death of a salesman, but it's turkey, and it's not as so much a salesman as a somebody who dismembers other turkeys. Yes, death of a bird, I guess. But whatever, it's fine for me. I can still sell the bird. Anyway, numbers Uh are up. I think. I don't really know. (laughs) (laughs) James doesn't. Um, I can't help but notice your mask. What is that made out of? Turkey feathers. Turkey feathers. It's literally not protecting anyone from anything. No. You could just spit right through this. Watch me. <laughs> <laughs> Got to listen. Got to see that beat Anything I've been implementing in my turkey factories I've learned from Lana Del Rey. Yeah, big Lana Del Rey <laughs> fan is Carl Butterball. Yeah. Yes. Well, uh, this has been fun. Anyway, Thank buy you. shares in in Carl Butterball's family farms <laughs> on the shorts market, I think. Anyway, get 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 on me Reddit. <laughs> Alright Goodbye That was just just for you Shane You sick bastard And that's been a letter this morning And also a turkey thing (laughs)
3: Goodbye Hey It's getting late, and I've got these letters to deliver. And you better be getting home, too. And remember. (laughs) All right, now that we've
0: really weeded out anyone who is maybe iffy on listening (laughs) to this show, now anyone who's continued to stick around, you passed the test.
1: Right. Luke, that includes you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, I checked out. This is... This is Jeremiah. I'm Luke's brother. <laughs> okay, cool. Oh, Thanks, good.
0: Jeremiah. Ooh, and... another bit? I like it. <laughs> he sounds the same, though. Is yeah, he? he sounds pretty similar, yeah. Well, without further... I don't want to call it a do. I don't know what all that just was. Do, uh, but man. Without, do. without further any of that, why don't we launch into the topic here? So we are reimagining White Stripes albums, and we're going to start with the self-titled album. And Luke, it was your idea... And plus, I'm going to ask to go first on Satan. So why don't you go first on this one? And then you walk us through your reimagined, self-titled White Stripes album, and then we'll heckle and comment and such.
1: Beautiful. And I, I'll, I'll be doing the... <laughs> <laughs> I've also got ancillary stuff, so I did reimagine the whole album promotion cycle. Ooh. Including oh. press kits. No. no. Um, no, <laughs> no so, because, you know, I take some songs off... But they're great songs, and they should go somewhere, right? Interesting. So,
0: you, I like your thinking. I, I had a, I had some similar thoughts, but we, go ahead.
1: I think we should say up front what we all had an issue with, and that is Jack knows how to sequence an album. Yes. Uh, and so it is tough. I mean, I found that what he puts as the first song on an album, it's really the only song on the album that deserves to be the first song on the album. So in that vein, I start off with Jimmy the Exploder.
0: Okay. All right, we got Jimmy up top. I ran into that same problem. I was like, boy, where the hell else do you put Jimmy? But yeah. I have thoughts, but we'll get to me. I oh. do. I have, well, I have wound up having thoughts too, but those, those drums that boom, ch- yep. ch- boom, boom, ch- that's the, gets it doesn't help that like you grow up with these albums to an extent and hear them so often that it just feels like the first song. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So. I, I, yeah, I, I, t- I totally agree with that. It's, but man, yeah, it like Paul said, it's those drums. Those drums come in and then the guitar line, and it just sounds like the first song of the album, you know? It's gonna be a little boring up front. Okay, so my next is Stop Breaking Down. Okay. Into okay. Big Three Killed My Baby. It really is a great three track run. Yeah. That's right there. However
0: Reverent. Yes. A reverent a reverent trilogy up top there.
1: Then I go into wasting my time. Hmm.
0: Now what's your thought process on the arrangement here? Are you going based on just instinct? Are you having some instinct blues on this situation, or are you going with with speed of songs? Like what are you going through with with these?
1: So I think first what I did was I went through and I cut songs from the album. So, and maybe to backtrack again is I think the my thinking of this first started by Elephant, Get Behind Me Sitting, and Icky Thump are all double albums, right? If you buy them on vinyl, yep. they're double albums. But they're not true double albums, right? Yeah. They're 45 to 50 minute albums and so it got me thinking of if i could cut down icky thump to a really good tight 35 minute 40 minute album what would it be and paul you guys have talked about that on um
0: now hear this yeah
1: yeah yeah i on, on now hear this you guys have talked about that and ryan would talk about uh, what nine i think nine songs. Nine. this is perfect right
0: nine tracks yeah Meanwhile, the debut White Stripes album is 14 songs. <laughs> no, it's 17, isn't it? Is yes. it? I-
1: yeah, it's 17, I think. Yeah. Wait, really? What? It's I a lot. Out.
0: Yes, sorry.
1: 17 songs. So, yeah, my first thought process started by kind of cutting out the stuff. I was like, what don't I need on this album? This is the first thing maybe, you know, comparing to the original track listing that I cut. Because track five is Sugar Never Tasted So Good. Okay. I cut that because it was already a B-side. Oof. right? Oof. Wow. Could
0: not bring myself to cut that one. No, that's good. It.
1: it was a tough one.
0: Courageous of you.
1: <laughs> it was it was a tough a one because it, it is a great song on the album, but I have to go back to I don't want to be turkey sandwich myself. Okay. <laughs> okay. It doesn't mean I hate sugar never tasted so good, so I don't need to hear <laughs> from Fair anybody. Enough. Fair enough. It's a great song, but it was already on the B side of Lafayette Blues. I'm gonna cut it. Oh wow. That's
0: a um, bold bold choice. Let's see how it plays out. <laughs>
1: But it always has to go well with the song that was before it, right? Yeah. It always has to match in some way, whether it's a, you know, the previous song is a fade out and the next one's a fade in and it sounds really good together or an abrupt end with an abrupt start. You know, it varies depending on each situation. But, you know, I do like a couple of acoustic numbers next to each other. And sometimes it's, I like quick variety, whatever makes sense. But when I did this, I did plug it in to, you know, I did actually make the playlist and made sure... Yeah, same. it all it, it still sounded good right so it, it this isn't just haphazard you know that's over here this over here
0: yeah i took mine on a test run this morning and made a couple changes based on that right because it has to have You're, a flow there's got to be a flow yeah, to it yeah
1: this morning i had to get behind me seat and track listing down and then i listened through it and i was like no nah, this needs to be here this, you know right? <laughs>
0: right that's right yeah same, uh, same.
1: so i think big three killed my baby into wasting my time into Susie lee okay okay Kind of have slower tempo, mellower tunes in that. Even though they're brash, both wasting my time and Susie Lee, they're a little bit mellower, right? Yeah. And then into canon.
0: Okay. Yeah, canon's kind of essential. Got to keep. I think you
1: have to keep canon. It's, it's that, canon. It's that guitar riff. It is can- yeah. yeah, it is canon. It is. Damn. Yeah. And this, this is maybe the, like the next change I make because I feel like this album ends twice. Oh. Kind of. They talk about that on take it away, right? How many McCartney albums end? Yeah. Not twice, like five times.
0: Um, <laughs> it's a problem McCartney has. Yeah, no, that's what yeah, it does. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> why is
1: Wanderlust in the middle of Tug of War?
0: Oh, God. That's a good question. There's a lot yeah. of problems I have with Tug of War. Love that album, but yeah. Anyway. Yeah, tug of War kind of peters out into a big fat sack of nothing.
1: So, sidebar on Tug <laughs> of War. I So I do love that album. I agree with, I don't know if it was Chris or Ryan that said, Oh, no, they said this about Egypt Station that they should have done a Ryan Tedder EP, right? Hmm.
0: Yeah, I I don't agree with that. I mean, I actually was just arguing with Chris about this yesterday. Yeah, I I like the Tedder stuff.
1: (laughs) Oh, no, I do. I do, too. (laughs) I almost feel like with Tug of War, there should have been a Stevie EP. Okay. A Steve P. A Steve Uh, P, if you will, yes. I Uh, think there should have been an MJP. Yes, that's true. What's but there that was are dealing
0: with, yeah. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah.
1: But yeah, so the, this album I feel ends twice because at the end of St. James Infirmary Blues, you're kind of like, oh, it's a great album. And then Piranhas comes in, and they're both great songs. But something about St. James Infirmary Blues feels like an album ended to me. <laughs> spoiler alert. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I moved Piranhas to this. And I think actually when I did it, I made sure that that was when you flip the record over. Okay. So that's roughly the halfway point. So that is your side one ender. Yeah. That's fair.
0: I did that too, yeah, with the side A and side B. I think that there's an art to that as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Then you flip over the record, and it kicks in with Astro. Yes. One, two, three, four... You know, so you have to make sure it works both ways. Piranhas into Astro, I think works really nicely. Yeah.
0: That's a great side opener, Astro, too.
1: Yeah, that's, I, I think, and I think that's what I figured out when I was doing it. I realized I had a different track listing and then I realized, oh, no, no, this is the side B opener it needs to be Astro. Yeah. Astro into screwdriver. hmm And then this is where I cut one more cup of coffee. Yeah. I mean, you, I'm going to yeah. agree with you there. I
0: think all three of us <laughs> cut one more cup of coffee.
1: <laughs> and again, it's a great song. It is going to go elsewhere. I'll get to that when I'm done with my track listing. I go to Do after Screwdriver. Okay. okay. And then into Little People. I kept Little People. It was for a second I almost didn't because it's one song I tend to forget about. I have a little thought on little people, so I'm excited to... I kept it because you have to. You have to literally for the little continuum. (laughs) But may I remind you, if he didn't start
0: the little thing on this album, which is his first album, it wouldn't be a thing. Alternate history. So Mm. this is
1: where Marty McFly starts to disappear. (laughs) Because we've removed little people and little room and little bird and little ghost all disappear in the picture. Until little people punch Biff Tannen. (laughs)
3: <laughs> Joey
1: let's make some wake up juice but I think in this way then Little People gets highlighted because it gets lost in that like three quarters of the way through the album quick succession too because I think those maybe those are a little bit shorter songs on the side um, yeah I cut Slicker Drips Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. again to help highlight Little People then comes in Broken Bricks one of my personal favorites period yeah of the white stripes and then end with st james infirmary blues because to me that big piano at the end that always feels like the album closer <laughs> Guess to go back to the rules a bit, looking at basically every album he's ever done, he always ends the album with something kind of a slower tempo, yeah. and ninety percent of the time it's acoustic. Sure. And whether it's piano or acoustic guitar, I think I fought piranhas is one of the few actual exceptions to that rule. But otherwise it's this protector, sudden can is mine, I'm lonely. It's true that we love one another, effect and cause. I mean, it even goes into Dead Weather, tours, and solo stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: It
1: usually ends with something acoustic and low tempo.
0: But I don't think Piranhas is that much of a departure from that, though, because Piranhas, yeah. is, it's moody. It's a bit of an atmospheric piece, which is kind of what you're describing. It just so happens to be a band, you know.
1: I agree with that. I mean, it's more in the blue veins and yes. Old Mary <laughs> like that, probably the most radical one is the album closer on Blunderbuss. That is much more up tempo, electric. That's yeah. probably the oddity because otherwise you have Want Nable, the Al Capone one. Yeah, the Al Capone one um, on the um, end of Boarding House Reach.
0: Blunderbuss, I feel like, ends multiple times. And it, that's my biggest complaint with Blunderbuss. I feel like that one just goes on. I love all the songs, but that one is just cram packed for me at the back. I, that's why I like Lazaretto so much. It's humoresque, the- yeah, that's right. Humorous. Yeah. But that's why I like Lazaretto so much is because I feel like that is such a tight sequencing. And there's, you know, even though I'm not a huge fan of Want and Able, like that's a pretty good spot for Want and Able" if you're going to put that someplace. <laughs>
1: I had newfound appreciation for that song when you guys pointed out that you can pan. Oh yeah, yeah the stereo panning is really good. You know, the song was like, yeah, it's good. Once I found out you could do that and I listened to it both times like that, my God, I loved it. It is really cool. I, I mean, we're radically departing from the topic, yeah, that, but it's like
0: okay. Switching <laughs> it's the headphones to listen to one version of his voice or the other is really interesting way to listen to the album. I'm going to take us back to Bloodbath just for a moment. I want to point out. I guess I should go to sleep. On and on and on, and take me with you when you go. That's three different endings it's to true. that album. It <laughs> is very true. Yeah, yeah. All three of those are album closers. I guess I should go to sleep is the logical conclusion to me. But then on and on and on is kind of, that's an end song too. It Take is. Take With You is as well. Yes. Anyway. But in my opinion, it should be sleep. Anyway. Luke, anyway. continue with your- in, So in summary, my
1: mention. self-titled album, Jimmy the Exploder, Stop Breaking Down, Big Three Killed My Baby, Wasting My Time, Susie Lee, Cannon, I Fought Piranhas, Astro, Screwdriver, Do, Little People, Broken Bricks, St. James Infirmary Blues. That comes in at 35 minutes, 13 songs, 35 minutes, scientifically the right time for an album. Um, (laughs) And so question is, what happened to When I Hear My Name? Because I did cut When I Hear My Name. I guess I didn't point that out. I cut When I Hear My Name, one more cup of coffee, slicker drips, sugar never tasted so good. So, Sugar Never Tastes So Good, already on the B-side of Lafayette Blues. So, let's get into the singles. Singles, I have Let's Shake Hands. Luke me over closely. Thank you. Um, <laughs> kept that the same, Lafayette Blues, Sugar Never Tastes So Good, kept that the same. All the songs I cut from the album, where do they wind up? I feel like a really underrated song on this album that is, I think, single-worthy is Do.
0: Yes. Okay. So, yeah.
1: For a single? Yeah. Wow. Well, uh, uh, I did a Do EP. Whoa! Because I feel like I feel like it's a little bit of a way to lessen the impact of a single. So it's not saying, "Hey, this is the greatest song we have to offer." Yeah. But and EPs are so great, you know, especially now. I mean, I think feel like the EP didn't exist for a long time after what the '60s, and then in the past ten years, because maybe because of streaming, and yes, it's become such a really cool, viable thing, and it's a great way to present six songs, you know?
0: I agree that it's cool, and I agree that it's relevant. I do think that a vast majority of bands that are releasing EPs can't write more than six songs in a short time span, so they're just like, ah, here's this. It's not an (laughs) album, but it's close enough. Well, I mean, just to counterpoint, point counterpoint, I think often with new artists, the EP is the audition, right? And then you take that, And then that's what you take to the label, and then you make the album. I do think Mick Collins would agree that it is a better digestible way to listen to music. Yeah. I find EPs confounding in (laughs) vinyl form. I like them in digital form a lot. Because, I I mean, like, my favorite Passion Pit record is an EP, uh, just because, like that's just about what I need from Passion Pit. You know, I just need that, whatever, six songs kind of thing. There's a Great Bird and Bee EP that I got to know that band with. So they, I, I have a place for EPs, but they're all digital. I don't even, I don't even know what I would do with a vinyl EP. What,
1: what what would I do with that? I have a couple of vinyl EPs, and they're kind of just right. You know, six songs, it's... I miss the 10-inch format, because I think that's when an EP makes yeah. sense, is in the 10-inch form. Yeah. That said, my Do EP was more inspired by... The Beatles EPs, so I they guess. were. It was a forty-five or seven-inch, you know, yeah. And it was four songs.
0: Yeah, what's the one? Long Tall Sally is one of them.
1: Yeah, what? Long, Ta- Long Tall Sally was the one that had unreleased material, but otherwise, that like the rest of their EPs were always like selections from Rubber Soul, selections from Hard Days Night, and stuff like that. And then Magical Mystery to was Magical, the right. double double EP. <laughs> right, right, right. right.
3: <laughs> Jesse,
1: so for my EP, side A is "Do with One More Cup of Coffee." Okay. Side B, "Slicker Drips," and "When I Hear My Name." Wow. And then finishing it all off, I have "Big Three Kill My Baby" with and this eh, may be a long single, but it's a three-song single. "Big Three Kill My Baby's" the A side, the B side is "My Little Red Book," the outtake. Yeah. With Red Bowling Ball Ruth. Okay. Wow. That is a great take that they put out what two years ago now.
2: I need you so much <laughs> <laughs> Talk about you. I to try. That's just so good you.
3: Oh
2: no. Okay.
0: want to say, you could have gotten rid of little people and put my little red book, and you still would have had a little song.
1: (laughs) He gotcha. He did. He did. That's it.
0: This is gotcha journalism at its (laughs) well. (laughs) There's nothing journalistic. (laughs) (laughs) No. It's terrible. Anyway, we've really... I keep forgetting we have a guest. We we, We 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 really are steamrolling right over Luke's EP. I'm sorry. I love the EP idea. That's a weird... Moody EP though. That's a that's one that you're not. You got to be in the right state of mind to put that
1: one on. That's uh, but that's kind of what I was thinking. It is all kind of that. You know, even though the B side is, you know, Slicker Drips is a little bit faster paced and sure. a little bit more electric than the first side. Yeah, it does all kind of have that similar vibe. But I think Do sets the tone for the rest of the EP, and sure. especially like we were talking about, that is a good way for. A band to establish itself as with an EP. So it's almost like if the White Stripes started today, they might release this EP, what, a month before this album or six months before this album. Yeah. Okay. Do is such a great song, and um, I feel like it needed a little bit of a highlight for that. Wow. I think me and Paul both agree it does need a highlight. Or uh, would you
0: mess with the length at all? Would you go double length or something? Would you go an even an extended Do? Or are you not messing with length at all? <sighs>
1: I don't know. It's Earth? it's perfect. I think it's just uh, the song. It's oh, you mean for the EP, yeah. And then it's an edit on the album, yeah. I can, I can,
0: or do um, you do do you have do like come back at the end like Band on the Run style
1: at the end of the album or then at the end of the at EP. The
0: do you weave do through everything, or better yet, would you do that with Canon, because he does that live? <laughs> would you do the Canon EP and then Canon between every song is a snippet of Canon?
1: So the, when they the, you know they did the White Stripes' greatest hits recently, and they said it was laid out like a White Stripes live concert. Yeah, they should have put Canon three times throughout it <laughs> and passive manipulation twice. <laughs>
0: oh, good. That's good. Well, I think that's a great alternate history there, Luke. Did you have anything else on the self-title before we kick to James here cuz I'm dying to hear what James has done?
1: No, that is it for me. I've said my piece. It's an album I would listen to. For sure. What you have done has not butchered it in any way to me. Like I said, I think really focusing on like my idea was like it's got to be a good 35-minute pop album. Not not, you know, not just a good tight 35-minute album, 13 songs. Good number. Your McCartney side is shining through when you said pop album.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, I did things a little differently. Like I had mentioned before, I had not followed something about the Beatles or this concept before. So I really was coming at it from a different kind of perspective. So I didn't really manipulate the track listing nearly as much. Instead, I tried to see what I liked and disliked and what I would change about a lot of the songs. So one of the things I did change about the track listing, though, was the opener. It's funny that you said that Jimmy has to be the opener because I feel like it's it's a great one. However, when I hear a White Stripes album, and specifically when I think of what should have been the initial White Stripes album, to really kick in the door. I love kick in the door songs. Yeah, And I thought Broken Bricks would be an oh. excellent way wow. to get people right into it and to figure out what this band is and what they're doing. And I thought Broken Bricks would be a really great way to start the album. <laughs> That's like a, not just a kick in the door. That's kick in the door and then slap the person in the face 12 times. Yeah. Well, imagine <laughs> if you had to force, uh, what's his name? Um, Letterman. Letterman. Thank you. Uh, like Letterman having to hear Broken Bricks. It, it would be hilarious to be, to hear. It's like, what am I listening to? Oh, it's it's Broken Bricks. This is great. This is a very good song.
1: It works, too, because doesn't Broken Bricks have the little bit of feedback before the guitar comes in? Yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, then that I think that it makes it even better that you have that little bit of anticipation before the guitar comes in.
0: I think it's – so That's that was my little bit of track manipulation. And then followed by – it would be followed by Wasting My Time because then you would move into something a little slower paced, but also a song that I think cannot be removed from this album. Wasting My Time is so, so good. So, James, your edges are showing – this is an edgy I'm recut. I'm sorry. It's very an edgy sorry. recut. No, no, no. I mean, I think that's the side of the White Stripes. You know, it's that's one of the things I was thinking about going into this is like what the band represented and what the albums represented tonally. Mm-hmm. And what you're doing is you're taking the hardcore stuff and not hardcore. Like you it's know. what I listened to the first album for. Though is there is an edge to the first album? Yeah? There's a lot mm-hmm. of fast paced. Punky kind of songs for it being a blues album, and for there being a good number of slow songs, it still feels like there's a punkiness to it, and I feel like Broken Bricks really shines through.
1: And to your point, I think basically everything I cut off my version was stuff that didn't fit this Detroit punk, yeah, late yeah. that's know, fair, th- th- that kind of archetype.
0: I turned mine into a power pop album, and cut all <laughs> that shit out. So, but we'll get to mine in a moment. But okay, so, anyway. so songs I thought could be cut I thought little people could be cut it's not a song I go to it's not a favorite of mine and it feels it doesn't feel out of place but it doesn't feel exactly cohesive with a lot of the other tracks surrounding it so I thought maybe little people could be thrown away one more cup of coffee get it out of here get it out it's great I, I love that cover but there are so many better covers like Jolene he was kicking around Jolene at the time throw Jolene on there okay are you or no I am. You are putting Jolene. I am replacing one more cup of coffee with Jolene. Let's put that on there. Excellent. And then when I hear my name, I don't love this song. <laughs> I wow. thought I loved this song. I don't think it needs to be on here. Get it out of here.
1: Whoa. Controversy. I think what's hard about that one, too, is especially anybody who's watched Under Blackpool Lights, that mm. mm-hmm. version on that so destroys the original one. Yeah. It's hard to go back to the studio version after you know the Blackpool one.
0: It feels unfinished to me on this album. It feels a little less sophisticated i guess than some of the other songs on the album yeah it feels like on the 20th anniversary box the this album versions of why can't you be nicer to me Mm -hmm. it's got that vibe it's a little choppy it's a little like they haven't quite got they've gotten it to the point that i think they needed it ultimately (laughs) not quite like why can't you be nicer to me which just doesn't quite get there or um dead leaves this is the same thing on that 20th anniversary box but that's interesting James I I was very harsh with this record but I kept when I hear my name well it's interesting that you bring up Dead Leaves because I thought songs you could add at this point would be Dead Leaves in the Dirty Ground should have been and could have been on this album and I feel like that would have been a hell of a way to showcase some of his best writing at this point in time obviously we don't know how fleshed out the song was at this point but we have the outtakes that he was, you know, recording from the double Xbox set.
1: So in this space-time continuum, is Dead Leaves still on White Blood Cells? Or Yeah, on White Blood Cells.
0: It's off White Blood Cells. Really? It is on the self-titled album. It leaves room for him to grow because Dead Leaves is a song he has had and has been working on and kicking around, and he added it to White Blood Cells. He could have written something better and bigger for White Blood Cells. And Dead Leaves is a... a An almost perfect song. I love that song to death. And I feel like he could have grown instead of rehashing music he had already had. So for me, that one is one I thought, because I was thinking about adding that one too. But then ultimately, hearing the versions we got on the double X box, I thought they needed to take the time to get to the arrangement and the confidence. I liked, you know, the band goes through a musicality kind of arc Mm -hmm. and by the time we get to blood cells they're really clicking well and i think i was flirting with the ideas that you're saying here but i guess where i landed i was like no the band had to sound like they did in 2001 for me in order for dead leaves to actually work if we had got it here i feel like it would have gotten buried on this debut album and probably would have gone the way of screwdriver and i fucking love screwdriver but it's kind of buried on the back of a on the back of this album. I I yeah. sort of agree with you. I agree with you to the extent of it sounds, the polished sound you couldn't have gotten until 2001. Like it wouldn't have fit. Like I can reimagine it like, oh, they made it perfect for this album. But their sound on this album, obviously Dead Leaves would have sounded different. However, I think Dead Leaves has a certain teenage angst to it. True, And I feel like Jack was in his prime angsty phase at this point in time and i feel like it could have had a more cutting edge you were talking about this as me giving you the edgy version (laughs) of this album i think an edgy version of dead leaves something that really would be harsher less poetic but equally as cutting i think dead leaves could have fit all right anyway
3: On the Holy Ghost,
0: thinking of the Holy Ghost. I would add handsprings into the mix. Oh, that's a good addition, James. Nice. Uh, you did a good. Thank you. Handsprings is one of my favorite. Is it too late to change? <laughs> Esoteric white striped songs that I feel like it needs its due diligence on this album it needs to place it needs to be highlighted like Luke was doing with do dude do you open the damn album with that like is that's a kind of an opener to me I think it's too strange okay. to be the opener I feel like that would be a good a side closer maybe oh I, yeah, yeah I agree with you on that but I wouldn't put it as an opener just for that reason oh I mean if you wanted to open the b-side with it sure I get that but yeah yeah it's not something I would want new listeners to hear
1: first. <laughs> I think I kept it in, in my mind. I kept that one as a standalone single because it is. So I like that. It's highlighted as this non album single, right?
0: Yeah. It's weird. It's very weird, but it's, it's very, it's kind of like a Dylan kind of vibe to it. Yeah. It's got, it's that may be my favorite white stripes song. It's like I I, really I think good. I go back and forth on my favorites a lot, but that's up there. I just very love the spoken
1: word. It is my mom's favorite White Shark song. Is it really? Yeah. When I was a teenager, I, of course, was playing them all the time. And she would always say, put on that Bowling song. I love that one. (laughs) That and and Bones. She loved the humorous ones.
0: The novelty ones. Classics.
1: (laughs) The classics.
0: So those would be the songs I would add, Dead Leaves and Handsprings. Songs I would change on the album. I thought, Canon needs to be longer. I love Canon. <laughs> what? I love Canon a lot. But I need I think it needs the kind of live set style solos and interludes that he puts in there. I think it needs okay. it needs a ball and a biscuit treatment. Okay. Okay.
1: All right. Or would you give it a reprise? Oh mm, so- sure.
0: Yes. I would give it a part one, uh song in the middle and a part two. Okay. You know, putting a longer John the Revelator or something in there along those lines or even throwing st james infirmary blues yeah in the middle of that a classic blues cover would be a good bridge between part a of canon and part b of canon but i do think it needs that kind of live set feeling like i think it could use that kind of extension Was he capable of it at this point in time? I don't know, but I'm imagining it, and it's great. In my mind, that track is already 78 minutes long. It's not. <laughs> it's two minutes and 30 seconds. It's is it really? It's pretty short. Yeah. It's That's pretty short. wild. To, what do you tell me right now? So blow my mind. Maybe it's just because I feel like that song goes on forever in live sets that I'm conflating the album version. And do you know what song actually does go on way longer than it should and could make room for canon? And this is blasphemy because I love this song. But Astro goes on for three minutes and you could ditch a whole (laughs) verse of that song to make room for canon. James, I love that you're hacking these songs up because I didn't really do that much, and I'm happy to hear this, James. I like the fire in the <laughs> belly. <laughs> <laughs> it's Paul's way of saying F- you. Um, no, not <laughs> Not in this instance. Another song I would say could use an extension is St. James Infirmary Blues. Now, I sort of agree with you, Luke, that it is a that piano bit at the end is great. However, I think it needs an extended piano solo. I really do think it needs some kind of jazzy or at least improvised okay. piano solo. We get a little tickling at the notes there. We get the ba dum a dum a dum like at one point, and it just kind of peters out, and the song kind of fizzles out, but it could use some kind of improvisational piano solo or whatever, mm-hmm. a la his guitar solos, or at the very least, you don't hear any Meg drumming at the end of that song. Oh. It just kind of ebbs off. And I feel like you could at least use some Meg's cymbal crashing or drum bashing or something in there. When you first said that, I was thinking, what are you talking about? And the more you talked about it, the more I'm like, yeah, that does kind of need a piano solo in there. That's, a, that's actually, that's a great idea. Thank you. I appreciate you. <laughs> you not calling me crazy.
3: Well, folks, now that you have heard my story...
0: additional stuff i might change obviously i think jack had thought it and i would also agree kind of toning down the reverb just 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 a (laughs) bit (laughs) just a a scotch (laughs) just getting it a little less echoey Uh, it's it's interesting it's cool but it doesn't i don't feel like it fits in with the rest of his catalog with the exception of the (laughs) still it feels a little bit uh, scratchy and i think i feel like you could kind of
1: fix that to your point too about making it a punkier edgier album is getting rid of the some of that reverb makes it a little bit more immediate right mm-hmm. a little bit more in your face yeah, yeah hearing in the guitar more just kind of raw just
0: raw mm-hmm. dog in that guitar <laughs> 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 or that school bell and they had johnny walker Adding slide guitar on songs like Susie Lee. Why not utilize Johnny some more and add some slide guitar to "Stop Breaking Down"? Whoa! Just throw it in there. It could use it. That's a good idea. "Stop Breaking Down" is is a obviously a overcovered song in rock and roll, and I think it could use a little bit of you know a little step up. It's great. His version's great. I love his version, but throw some slide in there. Come on, Johnny's there. He's uh, he's he's there.
1: Do it more a la how the BBC B-side from Dead Leaves? Sure. Yeah. No,
0: I would definitely give it that kind of treatment. That's cool. And then Sugar Never Tasted So Good is an excellent song. However, the only thing that has ever bothered me about that song is the sting string rhyme in the chorus. (laughs) It really bothers me. I think I mentioned this in the episode, too, in the, the first episode. I thought it was steam, it's sting because it's rhyming with string. but I thought he was steaming the wrinkles out. Me, let steam? me double check that.
1: So as a McCartney fan, you are going to judge <laughs> a jack rhyme. <laughs> I know. am
0: a, a layman. But he's trying to rhyme it with string because he's doing the you know your fingers are a crane pulling on puppet strings, which that in and of itself is a really great metaphor. Like it's a really well thought out kind of metaphor with it's a crane. Your fingers are cranes pulling on puppet strings. That's cool. But wrinkles in your brain giving you a sting. It it throws it for me. I'm like ah. (laughs) So as a lowly podcast man, podcast (laughs) boy. That's my take
3: on that. Now, if the wrinkle that is in your brain Has given you quite a sting Your fingers have become a crane Pulling on these puppet strings
1: I've got no problem with the rhyme, but I do... Like, obviously, I took it off my album. Okay. And nothing against the song. It was just, like I said, it was already B B-side. And like we had been talking about, I wanted a little bit more of a focus on the Detroit punk sound.
0: Personally, yeah. I don't think... I think that is one of Jack's greatest songs. I
1: agree mm-hmm. with
0: Brandon Benson on that. I do think it's one of his best White Stripes songs. It's really interesting. It's got that kind of poetic yeah. feeling that I really enjoy from his music. I um, felt just like a baby until I held a baby. That's like a, it's really that's good. a really good line. The song really is amazing. Good. But every time I hear that line, it throws me. And so that was my, if I had to change a thing, <laughs> I changed a thing. Anyway, the last thing I would do is on uh, the double Xbox set, we got to see some of the outtake photographs. I would add more Jasper to the (laughs) to the album art to the album art because we Ah. see jasper and we see the fun furry white coat that meg's got on and it's cool and i like those photos a lot too so i feel like we could have i don't know switched up add more dogs (laughs) anyway that's the end that's what i got (laughs) james i think you came at it from a such a different place than i did i really appreciate your vantage point (laughs) Thank you. I'm not it, there's nothing sarcastic about that. I do. I've, I genuinely appreciate your vantage point. It is a different place and because this, this record, the harder stuff wears on me. okay, okay.
1: So James, do you have a final track listing, or was it just? Oh, God, no. I okay, don't. okay. Is uh, Piranhas <laughs> still your album closer P- then? Piranhas would still
0: be my album closer. Like I said, I didn't manipulate much in, okay. terms
1: of, in terms of track listing, with the exception
0: of Broken Bricks being followed by Wasting My Time. However, that could screw up a lot in the middle there, so who knows? <laughs> 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 Maybe make Handsprings the album closer. Do that. Oh, that's good. That's a good closer. Yeah. Bold choice, but I like it. All right. All right, you two. <laughs> I hacked this thing to pieces. Oh, great. (laughs) I changed this album radically. (laughs) I went mad with power. Um, Paul just made Distill. I turned it into a power pop record. (laughs) Like, I just tore it apart and turned it into a power pop record because that's the side of Jack that I like the most. So that was my criteria going in. The Detroit punk thing, Luke, I think you're dead on. James, you're dead on, too. I don't agree, but I think you're both dead on. Here's where I open this goddamn album. I open it with Moon Age Daydream motherfuckers.
3: Oh, that's so good. we Woof. get a
0: little moon, moon age daydream at the top there it's the song they that got them together it's kind of a nice album opener anyway they were playing it live at this time pop that shit on there that's that's where that goes I'm all so aggressive <laughs> with this, I love it from there, that's when I go into Jimmy I hit you with the boom, boom it's a, it's a fucking sucker Fuck. <laughs> aggressive <laughs> fucking sucker but see, I go Moon Agent to Jimmy because opening on a cover is kind of weird, but at the end of the day, I was like, whatever, it's my album, it's fine. But like that song is personal to them, so I felt, well, maybe it is appropriate, but then you do want to showcase Jack up top in terms of his songwriting. And also, Jimmy the Exploder is kind of the White Stripes origin song right because Jimmy the Exploder is about the monkeys blowing up everything that's not red mm-hmm. that helped solidify some of the ideas for the band you know for sure. the, the, right. the, the color we talk about it in the um, sound and color episode that we did with the copper sound guys but anyway I got Moon Age Daydream into Jimmy And then after Jimmy, I go to Stop Breaking Down. Now, I know that's two covers in a row, but I'm going to be honest with you guys. I chucked a lot of originals and threw a lot of covers on this son of a bitch. So I got Moon Age, Jimmy, Breaking Down, and partly because you do want some blues up top. If this is going to be the debut of The Stripes, like this is what people are going to hear. All right, you got the classic rock with Moon Age. You've got Jack on full display with Jimmy. And then you've got the blues with "Stop Breaking Down," and honestly, I think "Stop Breaking Down," with the possible exception of "Death Letter," is his best Delta blues cover. It's a good cover. Yeah, I just love that song so much. I mean, he could use some Johnny Walker's. All I'm saying, Paul, come on. <laughs> it's a good. It's a fair, fair point. Fair point. So from there, my track four is good to me. Ooh. I I pop Brandon on there. We know they were playing it at the time. I think in the 20th anniversary box they played it live as early as 99 so we know they were playing it imagine Jack blowing up with good to me and Brendan not <laughs> that's the pop side of Jack that I love like that's the and I know he's covering Brendan but that's why raconteurs speak so much to so many people is because it's taking you know it's the Reese's cup right it's taking the <laughs> the Brendan's chocolate and just cramming cram some Jack's in, in my Brendan <laughs> <laughs> I also really love that cover so that's where I put that I put that on track four here and then I go from good to me into sugar never tasted so good because I would never cut that song you monsters leave it alone. I didn't cut it I leave, just changed it leave sugar never tasted so good alone. to be fair to be fair to him and to go back to my bullshit I went on rhyme zone and couldn't find a better rhyme for string so <laughs> <laughs> they could go with my misheard steam that's all yeah, I'm saying. Sure. So from Sugar, I go into the studio version of Jolene. All right. James, I agreed with you on this. I think that song is a great and that showcases Jack's countryside, right? Yeah. It's He's good. got the country thing too. So the, I'm putting all the little Jack Spices into my soup here at the top inside A.
1: That's probably the one thing missing from this album, right? Is that countryside. countryside. Oh, Yeah.
0: Yeah. It that doesn't come
1: in until I think the next album. Is Distil. it in
0: Distill? I mean, I guess Southern Can kind of has some country flavor, even though it's Delta Blues. But
1: I, Jolene was a B-side for Distill, so.
0: Sure, yeah, true. And then I closed Side A with Astro, because I couldn't find it in my heart to cut Astro. I just like that song so much. And that was, it seemed like a good side closer. Okay. So Side A, Moon Age Daydream, Jimmy the Exploder, Stop Breaking Down, Good To Me, Sugar Never Tastes no, So Good, Jolene, Astro, that's seven songs, Side A. Side B, I open with I Fought Piranhas. And here's why. Ooh, Hear me out. You flip that record over and... Yeah, a cool way to open it. yeah. It's kind of a nice opener. And I kept Side B a little moody. So I have all the... I front load it with all these different showcase songs, and then side B I keep a little moody because from "I Fought Piranhas" I go into "Do." Now those two together, that's starting to build a mood. So all right, yeah, we kicked in the door on side A, but now I'm kind of understanding the the jackness of it all. I was flirting with cutting Canon because I don't love that song like some people love it, but it is a great strong riff, and. I know he doesn't like that term, but part of Jack's appeal is riff rock. I don't personally find it offensive. I don't love this riff, but I think it's one of the better riffs and a band-defining riff on the record. Mm-hmm. So that's why I kept canon. And I go from canon into When I Hear My Name because that also, to me, seemed like a defining White Stripes song. Kept When I Hear My Name. So now is where I go mad with power. Okay. I'm going to take the first 30 seconds of my little red book and then I'm going to splice into
1: screwdriver. <laughs>
0: that little bit of a riff, almost like how they did the, I wish I had a little little red book to put my best songs in. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so then I go a sharp, really sharp cut into Screwdriver. And because I, Screwdriver, man, I wanted to find a nice place for that song, like an opener or a closer. I don't know if it's actually worthy of that. I just really love that song. It's a good song. Yeah. I couldn't cut it. And then I end the album with Let's Build a Home because we know that they tried that out on the self-titled sessions and it wasn't quite there but it's there enough like when you hear the outtakes it's close enough
1: I think it's fair to say in our little fantasy as well, you can fantasize that maybe they finished it. Yeah. They got to the distill level. Right. For this record. They found it. Yeah. We we could theorize that they they got there. Or at
0: the very least practiced it enough where it would be polished for an album. Yeah. Right. And so then you you may or may not have noticed I hacked Big Three killed my baby off of this yeah. thing I w- don't love who are that you? song Andre uh, but I did put it out as a single backed with Love Potion Number Nine no, wow. wow that's see that's good I like that Wow you you just made yourself a two star Tabernacle single
1: there, buddy. <laughs>
0: I mean, it was a single, but I was trying to find a spot for Love Potion Number Nine on this record. Uh, hey, guys, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I hate to break it to you. There's no spot for Love Potion Number Nine on this thing. <laughs> well, you got as close as you could have to making it an album where it would feel cohesive. Yeah. You have a mostly cover album.
1: And I, I love know. That. You have an early Beatles album. Yes, yes.
0: I realized yes. just now that that's what I was building. Well, why didn't you add any Little
1: Richard to this?
0: <laughs> I, I I don't know if he's ever covered Little Richard.
1: Has I feel it? like he should. Uh, now he, they did. They did. Oh my, oh my soul. Uh, oh, that's good. Two Star did right, or no, the Bricks.
0: Yes, you're right. Yeah. Or was it the Go? Or
1: no. was it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think it I think it was the Bricks did Oh my soul, and cover, I think so. I, I think that is via the Beatles because we know he was listening to the. Live at the BBC because he oh, said yeah. hippie hippie shake was it Paul's vocals in that? Yes, is one of right. his big influences.
0: It is Jack White and the Bricks, or if you listen to YouTube, it's the White Stripes Lost Tapes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it is the Bricks. So, anyway, my crazy power pop White Stripes debut album is Moon Age Daydream, Jimmy, <laughs> Stop Breaking Down, Good to Me, Sugar Never Tastes So Good, Jolene, Astro, Piranhas, Do Canon, Hear My Name. Little Red Book into Screwdriver and Let's Build a Home. I
1: (laughs) dig it. I like like the snippet of Little Red Book in it.
0: I like that you've gone mad with Power Pop and you have (laughs) also, I like that your take is the most drastically different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's because we said at the top, we all like the records. We're not turkey sandwiches. (laughs) it wears on my ear because it is so long and it and there are so many i don't know similarities on it between the tracks that what i prefer is an album like Distill that has a lot of variety and a lot of pop in it and stuff like that such so I, j- I mean again it's just to my taste i mean i they're all freaking jack songs so i mean no no offense intended Mr. White. I love how you call this album so long and it's less than 45 minutes. <laughs> it just feels long. Like I told you, it feels like Canon goes on for an hour and 30. It's like two I...
1: minutes and 34 seconds <laughs> following. There's something, too, about even if a bunch of the songs are short, a 17-song album still feels long, even if it's shorter than a – like six-song jazz album or prog album, right? It's
0: true, because yeah. you're cramming so many ideas into one yeah.
1: thing where your brain's
0: just like, another thing, another thing. This has to be long. Yeah. yeah. All right, fellow nerds, shall we jump into Satan? And now, I, I was going to go first with this, but you know what? I like bat and clean Cleanup, and Luke, you're the guest. I think you should get first crack and get behind me, Satan.
1: All right, sloppy I, thirds. I don't know, because so... My recut for Get Behind Me Satan is big. Oh boy. (laughs) So my thought on it was so Get Behind Me Satan is my personal favorite White Stripes record.
0: If I could give you a hug, if COVID wasn't a thing, I would (laughs) be the computer right now.
1: It was the one that made me a diehard fan. I discovered the white stripes or my brother introduced me to the white stripes when I was twelve by showing me the fell in love with the girl video that had just come out. He downloaded it on Napster. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a very <laughs> early two thousands white stripes discovery story, but it was, you know, I liked the white stripes. I, I remember playing seven nation army on my base when it came out. And, but when, when get behind me, Satan came out, that was it. That was the one I liked I was like, Oh my God, I love them. So this, I gave the full treatment of my all time favorite album, which is the white album.
0: Okay. Wow. So this
1: this tying into what I was saying about how like Get Behind Me Satan, Elephant, and Icky Thump are all double albums but not true double albums. I made this a true double album. Wild. So I went balls to the wall, as they say, on this. <laughs> I guess there's nothing I cut out of it that should be stated up front. It's only stuff that is added wow. to it. And then some track rearranging. So I won't do sides, but I will say discs. So the different discs. Sure. Blue Orchid. I don't know how else you start this album other than Blue Orchid. It just Hmm. kicks in the door. Hmm. You have that, you know, you have the drums on it. It's very Jimmy in that way. Hmm. And it just, it is the riff. Jack has talked about how when they recorded this song, that was what changed their luck, right? So it is the right song to open this album. Going to take take take. Okay. Wow. That's- I, I, I'm not.
0: I'm going to withhold my comment. I'm. I'm shocked that you came to that decision. I. Uh, yeah.
1: yes I, I figured it. it kept the tempo.
0: I'm winking. I'm winking at you. Good
1: call. <laughs> it. It kept the tempo. Kept the energy. It kept some of the energy. I think the nurse does, but yeah. it's much slower. I love the bursts of noise, but I think take 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 keeps some yeah. of that like energy that's up front. So blue orchid, take cool. take take into the nurse. And then from the nurse I actually go into Folk Singer. So it's funny you had good to uh, me. I put Folk Singer yeah. on this because <laughs> we know they were they played it on KCRW during that tour, and I think they were playing it a lot just really? on the tour.
3: I can picture myself walking down in the street Telling people that I'm me. Looks like rain, looks like
1: to me Every single day at 11 That's a so good So you have them doing folk singer And it ties into another thing that comes on later on Alright, now here is <laughs> Here's where I do a nod to your Little Red Book I put mm-hmm. Who's a Big Baby on this wow so, but what but Damn. what i do i knew i should have gone first Damn so me. who's a big baby but i cut it um because i th- you took you put it on the album and you said not good enough <laughs> <laughs> i it, i i do just played with its emotion i do <laughs> actually enjoy the song but it is three minutes and 21 seconds and it has
0: a- canons too long paul <laughs> canons
1: too long for you <laughs> it kind of meanders in the middle, and I feel like it could be a tighter, weirder song. To me, it is the wild honey pie of this album. And so if if you had a good cut of it, I think it'd be really interesting because it then immediately goes into Top Special. Oh, wow. Which has the same vocal manipulation. Um, Yeah. Also has the marimba. I would
0: say Top Special's more wild honey pie than than Who's a Big Baby, but... But that's yeah. me personally. I just because I I think Top Special is more listenable yeah. <laughs> from a. From no, a w- I'm talking Wild Honey you Pie, not Honey me.
1: Pie. Wild Honey Pie. Oh no! Yes, okay, I okay. am too. I I
0: am yeah. too. I love Wild Honey Pie. I'm 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 a weirdo in that regard too. I, James I like wants your a 22 minute <laughs> Wild Honey Pie. Please, on this album, a cover. Thank you.
3: Okay. <laughs>
1: baby cut leading into let like, maybe like bleeding a little bit of like crossover between the two. The two make sense together. Yeah. And it is obviously more listenable and I think it gives you a relief from who's a big baby. But so you have top special goes into the denial twist. Okay. It's good. Into though I hear you calling I will not answer. I would not uh, on uh, un- it uh, as opposed to who's a big baby, I leave Though I hear you calling untouched because I love all the tape stuff at the beginning.
0: Yeah. You are going big and bold with these singles and I love it. Keep keep it coming. This is reminding me more of the Red Rose Speedway
1: double Ooh. album <laughs> than the White Album I, double I'm album. I'm with you on that, actually. that That's a good point. I think also by the time you get to this point, you're okay with some tape stuff going on and you've settled in and you realize you are on an hour and 16 minute ride. <laughs> you have no escape. Just imagine though
0: listening... Being a fan of elephant like kids were at this point and then buying this and hearing those songs in a row <laughs> would be just I don't know if I would be upset or if I would then be turned on to a completely new genre of music. <laughs>
1: yeah. But I think this is the album I mean he obviously did experiment and he was spreading out. I feel like this is yeah. the this is probably one of the few times he could have done a full sprawling weirdness. And this is born out of the desire that I wish I we got more of that get behind me Satan incarnation of the stripes.
0: And that's what is giving me the Red Rose vibes because Red Rose, that's that version of Wings embracing the weirdness, kind of jamming a bit, you know, it's, it's giving you more of a, an atmosphere rather than a pop record. But, you know? but then if
1: you've got my love, so you've still got these great pop hits. It's just yeah. like mm, that's right. so. Then for me, I go into "Forever for Her" is over for me. Okay. I love that song, and it is it is one of those great pops. To me, that is a that could have been a single. I don't have it as a single, but I think that could have been. <laughs>
0: thinking about it and maybe it's just because we did all this dodge and burn stuff i'm thinking of it with a with a string arrangement and i'm thinking of it like impossible Winter, and i'm thinking like a blown out pop string arrangement of i it. think
1: you could do it <laughs> it's a big cool. song the chorus is big and that's I, yeah. I don't think he i mean someone could correct me but i don't think he does a lot of big choruses and i feel like this is one of the times he does i
0: you know i hadn't really considered that that's that's really yeah cool. so
1: forever her for her going into little ghost Going into Mm -hmm. Nothing Sweeter Than Rita Blues. Wow. Your genre switching is interesting because Little Ghosts still being on there. So I will admit to when I did this, I used the White Album as a template of genre switching. And so when I was doing this, I was kind of like, well, this is a bit like this can answer to this and this can answer to this. It's not perfect, but I kind of use that generally as a guide for how you would lay out a big sprawling double album. Yeah. So little ghost maybe is Rocky Raccoon. <laughs> That's right, yeah. That's and not, it's a good, uh, analogy, you know, yeah. nothing sweet in the Rita. I I like it. It's a good instrumental, especially if you've got the sprawling album. It's just it's neat. It gets a bit of a callback then later on with Instinct Blues, that general yeah. kind of sound. But I close yeah. out disc one of Get Behind Me Satan with Shelter of Your Arms, the B side to Denial Twist. Uh, yes. So what I noticed when I did that is now you have. All the raconteurs essentially on disc one because <laughs> you have his cover you have their yeah. cover of folk singer and you have their cover of shelter of your arms at the end of this and you
0: have patrick with the
1: big baby. oh yeah, yeah yeah it's true yeah so you have this sort of like this premonition of what is to come <laughs> not pulling songs out of nowhere these were songs well shelter of your arms as a b-side but folk singer was one they were doing at the time so the birthday of this album then is my doorbell so yeah yeah, yeah you, you birthday, kick in yeah. disc two with my doorbell and my wife and i were listening to this cut this morning and we listened to that and We're like oh, it works and it actually still works as a full album going from shelter of your arms into my doorbell it sounds pretty good
0: I can yeah I can see it. My doorbell also has been ruined by listening to it at restaurants as a song when it is my birthday. So <laughs> <laughs> They come out with a cake, they're playing my doorbell. It's it's humiliating. There's really. a dr-
1: there's a drum section just going pff, chh, pff, chh, chh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, that's good. It's a good side opener. It's a good, I mean, it w- it's a side opener, I guess, but it's also a good yeah. disc opener. It's a nice, bright little ray of sunshine, yeah.
1: That's kind of what's nice about this double album version is, on the one hand, it, yeah, it's a side opener, but on the other hand, it's also just a disc opener, taking it as two separate albums. And so, when divided, my album turns into two 38-minute albums, essentially. Yeah. So, my doorbell, into Red Rain.
0: Interesting, but yeah, I could see that. It's a little slinky, kind of. Again,
1: yeah. following the template, it was the year blues. Right. The mm-hmm. year blues. Yeah. Um, Instinct yeah, blues yeah, was cool. almost there, but I thought red rain worked a little bit better. Instinct
0: blues is too quiet and lingers too long at the top for it to be that close to the top
1: of a side. That was exactly why I moved it, because it, yeah, it dawdles yeah. a bit, and red rain kind of gets into it much quicker. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. And then you go into ugly as I see, and then I put on walking with a ghost. Good good so you call got walking with a ghost that's your everybody's got something to hide <laughs> yeah <laughs> alright so the next song is maybe the uh, is my biggest departure store about bones
0: I was wondering if you were going to do this.
1: What's hard is we don't know a ton of stuff that was kicking around at different times. But that is, I think, one of the few things we know. In interviews in 2006, I think he was saying, I tried this, on Get Behind Me, Satan, and it just didn't work with me and Meg. Did he really say that? I don't remember that. Uh, Again, someone could correct me, I think. But to my memory at the time, Storybot Bones was a pre-existing riff. That's awesome. I don't know if all the lyrics were there, but I think the riff was there. And I, love I <laughs> swear he said that he tried it with Meg, it didn't quite work, and then he tried it with the racks and it, you know, it just fit right in. Wow. So I have the White Stripes version of the Store Bought Bones if they had like, were, you know, been able to get it together. Weird. Now, I, thinking about that would be
0: weird because I can't think of it without a full band behind it. Because doesn't Patrick have like a solo in that song? Yeah, so like, he's, got
1: a, he's got a quick little drum solo near the end.
0: Meg's not doing that. Eh?
1: I think it would be, his treatment could be more like, um, or their treatment could be more like Shelter of Your Arms, where they do a lot of overdubs yeah. to it and make it kind of a bigger performance. Cool. Or Walking with the Ghost, for that matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. store Bones into City Lights. Hmm. Into, and this, I think, is the original, I Went White Moon instinct blues passive manipulation which i believe is how it is on the album anyway because it is a great three song run
0: yeah yeah that really begs the question passive manipulation is coming really close to the end of your record what the hell do you have following passive manipulation so this one
1: was actually a last minute thing where i realized oh that's right there's another song you put on the album love is the truth Okay. I knew I should have gone first. (laughs) So Love love is Truth, and I think the acoustic mix that they have on the acoustic recordings as opposed to the big big band version. Taking a step back from the
0: rest of the album that you've created, because you've created a cohesive enough album where I would think Love is the Truth fits on this, because you have Who's a Big Baby and, and all of these other kind of peppier songs, I should say, or at least weird. But thinking about that being the last track on Just Get Behind Me, Satan is... You have this really sad, somber, like (laughs) depressing album, and then you end with this just Coca Cola commercial just (laughs) snapping along. It's like, whoa, Jack's happy again. All right, not quite the end
1: because I still do end with I'm Lonely. Oh, Hmm. yeah, no, that's I had to keep the original opener and ender of Get Behind Me Satan because they are they really do belong there. I'm Lonely is the good night of this. Oh, yeah. And again, keeping in that theme that he does, of it's typically a slower song, acoustic, in some fashion. Love is the Truth, maybe I would put, maybe it, like, you know, I envision maybe with a bit more Meg involvement than obviously has none. Mm-hmm. But, because um, it just has the timpani, so maybe a little bit more something for yeah. Meg. But it felt right just at the end, because it's only a minute 30, so it's this really nice little pop song. Yeah. Right before the end. It worked just right, so... Alright, so the final order I have for this 23 songs, hour 16 minutes Disc 1 is Blue Orchid Take, 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 The Nurse Folk Singer A edited version of Who's a Big Baby That bleeds into Top Special <laughs> Denial Twist Love it Unedited, Though We Hear You Calling I Will Not Answer Forever For Her Is Over For Me Little Ghost, Nothing Sweeter Than Rita Blues And Shelter of Your Arms That's Disc 1 Disc 2 is My Doorbell Red Rain, Ugly As I Seem, Walking With a Ghost, Storebought Bones, City Lights, White Moon, Instinct Blues, Passive Manipulation, Love is the Truth, I'm Lonely But I Ain't That Lonely Yet. That is a wild take on the album and I love it. And it pretty much wipes out all the B-sides that they had. So the promotion cycle for it would be Blue Orchid with the B-side. You've got her in your pocket, the live at Belfast. Oh, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My cool. Doorbell. Oh, this is the other bit. My Doorbell, the B-side, Mr. Cellophane. <laughs> ah, they, be, okay. Because they were doing that live, and they did do it on yeah. one of those radio sessions. And that radio session is so good, it sounds like it's. it was actually an outtake for the album.
0: I put that on the album. I love that cover that they mm-hmm. do so much. I would put that on the album. I, I almost
1: know. did, but because it's so show-tuney, it just... I mean, if I went back... It is out of place, yeah. I don't know. I really toot and froed about that. I think it could go on the album, but I just didn't do it. I still needed like, a proper B-side somewhere. And then the Denial yeah. Twist EP of Denial Twist with um what they did, which was some of the KCRW recordings as well as uh, Screwdriver from Manaus. So keep a lot of that the same. But yeah, Doorbell, since that is kind of pop show toony. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. Have it backed with Mr. Cellophane.
0: That's awesome. It's great. Very cool. You've turned a single slice of pepperoni into a Big Mac, sir. So.
1: Yeah, it's. It felt like the right treatment. It needed to be a big, sprawling, bold, double album. That, <laughs> that if there was any time for him to do it, it would have been this. Very bold indeed.
0: Bolder than a Dorito, James. Okay, you cooler ranch host you. I just want to say, I'm going to take a a minute to go. Have you guys heard the high contrast mix of Blue Orchid before? I'm I'm assuming you have. It's good. It's hilarious to me. And I want a whole album, (laughs) a Werolito style, uh, like Beck has his Werolito album. I want a high contrast mix album of Just Get Behind Me, Satan. Just please make that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that would be my first uh, <laughs> my first note. <laughs> to, to I would dig that. that. Yeah. I also have a thing here that, uh, you know, I know we're getting to the nitty-gritty. We're getting to a little bit of the bo- uh, the bones here. And if you oh, want to perhaps, I, I, I don't know, change the album, you might put a drapery on it or something. It's a little bit of a rag, rag and bone. bone. Rag and bone. <laughs> Whoa, Rag and bone it's a slight one because honestly, this is just a tidbit of information that we could have put on get behind me Satan, but I thought it was hilarious. I don't know if we talked about it on our get behind me Satan episode, but the back cover that has Meg doing the singing on the original vinyl cover yeah. uh, that they aped on the, uh, the re-release of the vinyl. She was supposed to be fronting a Mexican rockabilly band that was dubbed Meg and the polka dots. <laughs> Whoa. And that, I thought was hilarious. Ben revealed that in an interview with Spin magazine during the cycle for the greatest hits. That's so funny. um So she was supposed to be fronting the Mexican rockabilly band called Megan the Polka Dots, and then when they actually used it, they had to blur Rita Hayworth's eyes out because of legal concerns for her face. Wow, <laughs> using her face on an album. So I thought that was hilarious, and uh, I thought I thought deemed a, a bit of a rag and bone here. That was good. Ah, uh, it's been a ragged bone.
3: Well, hey, look oh. at all this. You don't want it?
0: Back to my album, uh, slicing and dicing and remixing here. So, I though I agree generally. Luke, I think we we talked about this earlier, but the openings uh, in general with White Stripes albums are hard to change. It's hard to separate. I do find Blue Orchid to be so drastically different from the rest of the album. That I just remove it all together. But taken literally, all of my time. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> and you put it on Elephant. It's where it deserves to be. Blue Orchid deserves to be over there. Just get it over there. Just do so it. Elephant. Or I e- know we e- didn't write it then, but just oh, do okay. it. Alternate yeah. history. Yes. You put denial twist in its place. Denial twist would be the opener for the album. You would then move into the nurse from there. The nurse retains its second spot.
3: Hearing a different song.
0: Then you move into the doorbell And then you move into Red Rain So that would be my only changes here To track listings that I can think of I would change the opening kind of setting So you got Denial Twist The Nurse doorbell into red rain i feel like those four are a quintessential kind of four tracks from this album they kind of cover a lot of ground in what this album is trying to cover yeah yeah you guys both put red rain further up into prominence love red rain it's very good yeah and uh songs i would cut obviously blue orchid get (sighs) out and also little ghost i feel like little ghost is just too peppy. I'm getting rid of all the little
1: songs. Yeah. I'm changing history here. Get rid of Little Ghosts. You want no little history in this.
0: I want no little history. I want big, big history here. Huge, huge history. What I would add in their places, Luke, you, you were on the right track here. I think you put Shelter in My Arms. I would also put Shelter in My Arms on this album. I think it deserves the spot. Obviously, he's covering it at this time. Though it's a B-side, it's great. And I would also... I'll go with this. I also uh, would put I'm sorry, a Flat Duo Jets cover, Ooh. Uh, which he is playing in 2005. So he is playing oh. it canonically at this time period. obviously huge inspiration and, and this song in particular fits the vibe that get behind me Satan is kind of putting out there so I'm sorry would be added on top of that there's not a lot of covers on this album needs one I mean Paul put a whole cover album together why can't I put a cover on here let's do that
1: <laughs> is this the only album with Basically, no material from anywhere else because White Blood Cells doesn't have a cover, but it has the lyrics from Citizen Kane. So aside
0: from Walking with a Ghost, well, I mean on the album itself, is it right? techni- Yeah, which is a technical, like yeah, it's a technical thing. I don't think there's a cover on this album. Yeah, no, I don't, think- and I feel like those are the only two that don't. And I think we we've talked about that in the past, I don't remember. But I think you're right, Luke. This is where things get a little wonky. Because I'm dipping into the past here. I would love to have seen Aluminum on this album.
1: Oh, I, I feel like really dig that. That's a
0: cool idea. Aluminum would have fit in perfectly right That's after Ugly As I Seem and before. Yeah. You know, it's like, I think it would fit just stylistically Tonally, I feel like it would have been a kind of punch in the face between some of these slower songs. So, aluminum would be a fun thing to have had on this album. Wonderful observation, James. Thank you. Songs I would extend here. Okay, this is going to sound like a joke, and it's not. But passive manipulation, I feel like could use some Jack guitar solos, some of those bleeding, screeching <laughs> guitar solos. And again, I feel like this sounds like a joke. but like, Well, no, in like a nurse kind of way. Yes, exactly. You go from this very quiet song that's Meg kind of getting a point across and then you can break it into jack's guitar going nuts and then you can go back into that and you can have um, just kind of different tones of the song kind of chopping it up into different bits like you said
1: like the nurse i agree with that too especially because i think the song maybe is a little too serious and it could yeah Guitar solos would take off that edge a little bit.
0: Yeah. At the very least, I think that song could have used extensions of some kind, whether or not lyrically or musically. I do love the Meg singing. I yeah. want more of that. I think it could use some kind of boost. Sure. Songs I would shorten is my doorbell. Again, you could chop a whole verse off of that thing. It's so,
1: it's long. It's a long song. I've never touched doorbell. Never. <laughs> I don't, I don't, now I need look. It is four minutes. That is long. You could chop a whole verse
0: off of that and I wouldn't know. It's great. It's one of his best works. Obviously, it's, it's you know, people cover it incessantly, but it could use just a little bit of a chop. I agree. Yeah. And lastly, my final thoughts, uh, the mustache on must go. Just get that, get that right off the cover. That's but then he's right. not Satan. I guess he no longer has the goatee. And uh, he's no longer a Lucifer. That's my thoughts. And I hope you guys don't hate me. I hope the audience out there doesn't hate me. I put a flat Duo Jets cover on there. So that's fun. James, (laughs) I think you did a great job. No one should hate you. Give me a high contrast mix of passive manipulation. (laughs) All right. (laughs) In the spirit of speeding through the end here, I'm going to hit you with this. I hacked this one up too. It's my favorite White Stripes album. Might even be my favorite, favorite album. Love this album. I turned it into a folk record. Ooh. I decided to be brave with it. I got crazy. I tell you what else I did. I changed the title. <laughs> I call it City Lights. I made City Lights the title track of this damn album. All right. We're coming in here, James. I agree. Blue Orchid, you're out. Love is the Truth opens this album. Boom. Roasted. <laughs>
3: One thing you'll learn, you can bet, is that love is as good as it gets, and you'll get more if you give it. You can say that love's not really there, and pretend that you don't really care, but you'll do better to live it. It's the right thing to do.
0: Right into take, take, take. <laughs> Luke, you were on the right track. Love it, love it. Take, take, take into the nurse, into city lights, into doorbell. Close side A with denial twist. You got yourself a folk pop record right there. Side B, open that shit with passive manipulation. Get it right up on top. Get it right up on top. Women,
2: listen to your mothers. Don't just succumb to the wishes of your brothers. Take a step back, take a look at one another. You need to know the difference between a father and a lover. Listen to your mothers Don't just succumb to the wishes of your brothers Take a step back, take a look at one another You need to know the difference Between a father and a lover Women Listen to your mothers Don't just succumb to the wishes of your brothers Take a step back, take a look at one another You need to know the difference
0: From passive manipulation, we're into Little Ghost. And then from there, I did kind of what you did, Luke. I took Big Baby, but I reworked it. I turned it into a Rag and Bone-style duet with Meg. And I had a little comedy record there on the B-side. Okay, do a little thing. One of them's the baby. Is Beck the baby? Maybe he is. Maybe he isn't. I don't (laughs) fucking know. From there, we go into Lonely, but I ain't that lonely yet. From there, what I do is I take Instinct Blues and Red Rain, which I cram together, and I do a medley. With instinct blues and red rain. So you take all the bluesy weird and kind of put it in one little track. the end there before we hit hard for the last track White Moon you close this thing with the song that closes the band I would agree that White Moon is the logical conclusion of this album to me I think White Moon is a a good closer and then the last thing I do is I take Apple Blossom Time and make that a single and back that with Ugly As I Seen wow Paul also diving in there with the flat duo Jets suck on that all right <laughs> this has been fun you guys we're gonna just run through the socials here and do some thank yous i got facebook.com slash third band. hit us up tell us argue with us do it there say
1: that call us turkey subs
0: <laughs> yeah you can hit us up on twitter at third man cast tumblr third com. our website is thirdmanpodcast.com thank you shoot us an electronic mail gmail.com you can tell us which portion of finding dory is your favorite as uh, oh it's eleanor hi and then you can hit us up on instagram at third men underscore podcast you can buy some merch bit.ly slash third men merch acas hosts our show thank you for that youtube.com slash c slash the third Men podcast Rate, review, and subscribe by going to rate Send us a listener question. We got some patrons we'd like to thank. We'd like to thank Derek Ferguson or Forever Ferguson. We got Michael Brookfield, the Bone Brookfield. We got Tam Davis, our third person in spirit every week. Luke, we have you. The Cow, the Cow. Thanks. You got to Luke me over closely over here. Thank you very much. We got Josh Aiken or Joe Shaken all over. Melinda Taylor or Melinda Taylor, send me an angel down. We got Julia Hickling or the $3 hat. Meg, we got Stu Cat or the Stu Driver. Kate McCoy, the Bones of the Operation. Brenda Inglehart, We want to be the boys to warm your Englehart. Yvette Wilkins, Woken on Sunshine. Brett Garski, the Brett Three Killed My Garsky. Elizabeth Myers, rolling in on a Vernon Myers. Melinda Endress, you look pretty in your fancy Endress. Shane Shane Jamson, Or the Shane boy you've always known. <laughs> uh, we got <laughs> Ashley Forbes. Steady Ashley Goes. Thank you all very much. If you'd like to become a Patreon patron, you could do so by following the instructions at the ad at the end of the show. Thank you very much. And we'd like to thank Sam Kubert, Tom Valenti for the help in the recording of our theme song with Third Man, as well as Susanna Roundtree for the lovely intros and outros of our program, and for Luke Sinclair for joining us this episode and bringing this idea to the table. Luke, you're amazing. You want to plug anything?
1: Uh, ride public transit, ride your trains, ride your bus. That's all I've got to say. I would like to say, if anybody wants to post their reworkings of the White Stripes or "Get Behind Me, Satan." I would love to see what other people think about recutting these albums. We would, too. Either throw it
0: on the Facebook, throw it on uh, email or whatever, and uh, we'll get it posted. We want to see it, too. That sounds super exciting. Yeah. And until next episode, guys, I will be looking for a home with my daughter who's in the room right now. And I will be looking for a home with uh, Blue Orchid, because get it out of here. It needs to find a new home.
1: I'll be looking for a home with—I uh, don't know—with uh, the next four albums. Figure out what, <laughs> right. figure out how they need to change. Let's do it. Let's Fantastic. let's slice them up. Let's give them new
0: titles. Can we make an album exclusively of "Bullweaver"? Eighty minutes of <laughs> "Bullweaver." <Evil>. Yes. <laughs> she's breathing into the microphone in the other room.
3: Let's go back to our song.
0: Hey, everybody. Paul here with a quick message for you. As James and I mentioned many times on the show, this podcast is 100% not-for-profit and a labor of our love for music. We pride ourselves in bringing you interesting, timely content as we have these past 100-plus episodes. Podcasting is, however, a weirdly expensive process, and we actually lose money on hosting, time, equipment, advertising, and all the other little things that we need to do to make these shows for you. So, to help break even on some expenses like those, James and i have set up a patreon account where you can if you like chip in a few bucks to help keep the lights on it can be as much or as little as you can swing and all donations are greatly appreciated the last thing we want to do is hound anybody for cash so just know that listening to our show is always payment enough but if you would like to help us out that would be amazing all right all from me. Remember, you can head to Patreon.com/thirdmenpodcast. And a huge thank you to everyone who's donated already. All right, everybody, I'll see you on the show. I'm
3: John. I'm Paul. I'm John. I'm Rico.
0: And I'm Wayne Kaminsky. You are all invited to join us on a magical mystery trip through the lives of the Beatles every week on the Yesterday and Today podcast. This show details the chronological journey of the world's most famous band using music, interviews, and rarities collected since the debut of John, Paul, George, and Ringo onto the world stage. We're a fan-made production, and we're available now on iTunes and wherever you find your podcasts. So sit back, relax, and download the stream. We hope you will enjoy the show. Yes, yes, yes. God. Are you guys picked? Is that picking up?
1: I can oh, hear it a little bit, but it's not bad. God.
0: <laughs> babies. <laughs> They're babies. Paul, are you going to be okay? Is everything okay? I don't know if I can record. This is like, this is two days in a row. This happened yesterday too. So Susanna locked herself like a superhero in the bedroom with her for three hours. Yes. Uh, And then you, uh, I've had a drink, so this is drunk history. (laughs) And then you, uh, you... Anyway, there's a lot of dumb McCartney rhymes. Uh, if I'm gonna call out Paul McCartney, so Present, that's my peasant. only. <laughs> yeah, as, as a lowly, as a lowly. Blue blood blues, uh, uh, not blue. Blue orchids. The F- kid is on the drum kit with the microphone. Carl Butterball? Yeah, well, sure. Carl Butterball to listen to this. No, um... uh, God, the, the Late Show host uh, with... Jimmy uh, Kimmel. Yeah, no. before Jimmy Kimmel. Conan. Yeah. I can be honest, I don't really listen to that self-titled much. I... You said you had thoughts. I didn't think you had this many. Now, th- this is... I know we're, at this point, we're in the pocket of Big Jack. They can hear us. (laughs) They can hear us. And Jack, I am not calling you out on this. However, if it were me and my album, the... You remember those great Dan Rather interviews where he walks away to soothe his his screaming baby and put on Finding Dory in the middle of it? No, no, I don't. But, um... I'm, I do remember uh, Dan Rather's transition from being a newsman to a Twitter personality. So that's something I did I did actually notice. Now, I like that Dan Rather's is the um, uh, James Cameron version of Dan Rather, right? So Dan Rather is like the regular version <laughs> uh, and the Ridley Scott version, if you will, kind of slow. But then we get to Dan Rather's. And suddenly big machine guns, there's multiple ones of him. Can we They're running around? And then Dan Rather three, much maligned by the public, I find it delightful. There's Can a we... bull Dan Rather in that Can one. Can we start a Dan Rathers Twitter account where it's just <laughs> what things Dan would rather? <laughs> would anyone follow that? Is this Riker <laughs> Googles Things territory?